This is The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for your local tyre power. Save on Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Buy three, get one free at Tyre Power. Welcome to The Rabbit Hole, everyone. Episode six, I'm told. I'm staggered that we've done five. Hopefully you've been listening. Uh, if you haven't, you can catch up. Um, it is great to be with you on this Wednesday. Tim Watson, welcome to you. Do you think it's working? Good morning, Gary. What? The podcast. Do you think it's working? I hope so. Because um, I said we'd done three, you said four, and Brooksy, our producer, said this is our sixth one. I've enjoyed having a chat with you about a long-form chat about all manner of issues, and we're going to do it again. And it's called The Rabbit Hole because we don't know which rabbit hole we're going to go down. We don't know where we're going to end up, but um, we've got a lot of things that we got on the agenda and want to have a chat about. Before we do all that, uh-huh. how many coffees... A day, in your mind, is too many coffees? That's a good question, because we do breakfast radio up at 4.30. You're up a bit later than that. Well, I set the alarm for 4.48. So I normally walk in here about 5.06, 5.07. I've never asked you this. What's your morning routine? My routine? 4.48. Yes. I'm nearly in here here at 4.48. I don't mess around. I have my clothes. What I do is I set my clothes out the night before. Like a 12-year-old. I put them in the right position in the bathroom so I don't wake up anybody in the house. I have my shoes unlaced, ready to go. Um, I wash my face with cold water. You wash your face? I wash my face with cold water just to wake myself up. What about a shower? No, not, I don't. I shower at night time. Oh, you're joking! No, I don't have a shower before I come in in the morning. I That's wash what my, it is. I, 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 <laughs> I read. No, I didn't read. I listened to the guy. You know that you put me on that podcast, Smartless. Yeah, right. Love it. Which is very good. And I heard them talking about one of the things to wake yourself up properly. Uh-huh. And I do this during the day now. Turn it works a treat. What is it? Washing your face in cold water. I do that every morning. No, but during the day as well, because I get tired in the afternoon after being going all day, and I go into Channel 7 in the afternoon, I often get tired. And so I wash my face with cold water then as well. I do that every morning. It is a great trick. Right. So you put your clothes out, you get up, yep. you splash your face with water. Yep. I go down. I have uh, I have some bubbles. You go down. You I go two-story place. I, yeah, I've got a big oh. two-story mansion. That's oh, <laughs> massive. It takes me 10 and a half minutes to walk down the stairs. Mm to get to the rooms below. I go to the fridge. I get the bubbles out, which is just some sparkling mineral water. I have a gulp of that. I give Brando just what? a little pat before I go. Not too much of a Food? pat. No, no. If I give him too much, if I give him a heavy petting, then it wakes him up and he thinks the day's started. What about Susie? So it's a long- <laughs> give her heavy petting or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, and if, and you know that doesn't wake him up too much, and then I head into work, and then I brew the coffee, what which you know that I do that. Pre-game it is. It is a great pre-game. I brew the coffee for you and I, yep. so we have a plunger, uh-huh. a heavy plunger. We do. Um, we have one and a half heavy plungers, and then uh, the barista comes into work, and then we have uh, a couple of coffees, and sometimes have another one on my walk later in the morning. So you'd have five coffees in the morning. Sometimes six by lunchtime. Jeez, that's uh, a lot of coffee. That's a lot of caffeine. It's probably too much. Maybe I should start on the green tea or the other teas. You, what do you think? Yeah, I think you should. Um, too much. I've got. I have honey and lemon. Yeah, I know you honey do. Honey and lemon. You go all um, gourmet on me no, at different that's times, don't I get you? The sore throat. Yeah. But you've got all sorts of drinks that, uh, you know what you are? You are a, um, uh, what's the right way to describe this? And it's not, I'm not, this, this is no 
um, reflection on anyone that's around you or whatever, but you're a bit of a gimmick type person <laughs> with your stuff, aren't what you? What do you mean a gimmick? Well, I've noticed at different stages of working with you over the years, mm-hmm. you've, you brought in little satchels or something right. and you go, oh, Wisp, this is the latest well, thing, try this. And then I never see it again. That's because my partner, Nikki, is... They're like sample packs that you have, heavily, so you never pay for anything. She's heavily invested in all that stuff. I know, but I'm you're not. to give it a go. Yeah, but you only give it a go once. Sometimes. You've never stuck to anything. No. What supplements do you take? I, I have a healthy diet. I have a that's really, it. I have a really healthy... No supplements at all. I just have a healthy diet. I almost cut sugar out completely out of my diet. It's hard to cut it out completely because um, occasionally Susie buys the uh, chocolate-coated freeze-dry strawberries from the market, which I absolutely love. And generally, if I'm having a if I'm having a sugar sitting, then I normally if I'm eating if I'm having a Tim Tam, I have the whole packet of Tim Tams. So I just overdose on the stuff. The the I'm a routine like I know you are like. If I don't routine, I'm no good at anything. Right. So, so what's your routine in the morning? To get up, turn the shower on. Right. Because we're up in an apartment. But you've got a very big place in, in the hot a water, very leafy, expensive what suburb. What we've learned is it takes about a minute for the hot to come through. Right. Right. So do you set the alarm to put the water on? No. Turn the water on. Then I walk down to the kitchen and turn the coffee machine on. Right. And then by the time I'm back, I'm into the shower. Right. And then well, a lot of water you're wasting. Well, what can I do Why about don't you, that? Well, put a bucket out and capture it and then put it on the garden or something like that on your way out. It's not a bad idea. But I haven't got a garden, so. Right. An apartment build block. Right. And then. Have you got. No, have you got. Five. There's five in a block. Five. Right. Two on the floor. One right. us and another person on the floor. Right. Then I go and make my coffee, get my stuff and drive in. And right. I have my coffee driving in and then we're here and away. What. Because I'm getting a new tooth. You know, my tooth. Yes. Three times I've left the house without the tooth. <laughs> Three times. <laughs> you had to go back for your tooth. Well, thankfully, I haven't been too far away. I've had to do a Yui, come back, put my tooth in. And Nikki goes, the first time she goes, oh, you're a bit yeah, noisy. It's morning. Mm. What, what, I said, oh, I forgot my tooth. <laughs> anyway, I did, it well, other, I did it for the third time yesterday. Right. And I got home, she goes, oh, you forgot your tooth again. <laughs> Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact. Is it on a plate? Yeah, and at the moment it is. I'm waiting to get the um, a screw in. Yeah. So you got like it's not a molded. You got a molded one, and you're waiting for the screw ins. That's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah. So um, you can have a molded very screw. Very unusual. One. It's yeah. a very unusual setup. Um, well, I've got my plate at the front. You know, I've got my three front teeth, which are on a plate. Yeah, why have you got them on a plate? Well, I had my teeth taken out when I was I starting high school back in 19, 1972 or whatever it was. I don't like this plate, right? It's a one I don't like this plate either, but I've had it for since 1975. Well, here we go. Rightio. This is the rabbit hole we're going down. Teeth. I never had this down on my book, but let's do it. I'm, I've got a one It's driving me nuts. Right. But it's only for a few months until I get the screw in. Right. Why, why don't you get screw-ins? Because I would need, uh, I'd need three screw-ins right across the front. Well, get three. Yeah, but you uh, won't never know yourself. What about coin? What price on happiness? Well, I'm happy though, except for one thing, and that oh, is, me? well, <laughs> I've nearly lost my teeth doing the news a couple of times. They've nearly <laughs> spat out of my mouth because <laughs> I had some work done, yeah. and when I had the work done, something has loosened up with the wire, the clasp on your teeth. Yes, right. So it's not as stable as it once was. 
Well, so I've got this great fear of spitting my teeth out while I'm doing this. I think news. you should go to my man and get three screw-ins. Well, how much is one screw-in? Yes. I'm going to multiply that, obviously, by three. So mm. how much? How many sheets? Well, i tell you what you could do. You could go to the Players Association. I didn't have them knocked out when I played footy, though. Well, you can tell me. I had a germ in my tooth, and the local dentist, he only used to come to Dimboola once every six <laughs> months, said, okay, I'm ripping them out because I'm not going to be back for six months. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I started I started school. I started high school. You know how big a deal that is to start high school. With no chompers. With no three front teeth. And we were reading um Mr. Frecker, Mr. Freck no, Mr. Fechner, who was uh no Mr. Frecker, who was our uh, teacher, English teacher. He um was reading um oh, what was that book? It was a class book anyway. We year, Not slippery slam. No, nah, year 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 seven um oh crikey um anyway uh, anyway anyway so he would read for a while because he had a couple of teeth missing <laughs> he had a couple of teeth missing as well yeah he used to go down to the pub during um class Mr. Um, did. yeah he used to just drop in there for a pot and then come back um <laughs> he he got us to read in the class, and I didn't want to do it because I didn't have my free front teeth, so oh, it was really difficult. Oh, it's embarrassing. You would have, had a, um, I used you would to have my, very self-conscious. Well, I was. I used to have to put my finger across the gap and try and read and make it sound like uh, I didn't and wasn't missing my three front teeth. Anyway. How'd you go with the fair sex without any chompers? No problem at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, <huh? laughs> And um, so I'm glad you went down the, the teeth hole. Because I wanted to ask you a question about Bevo, because we spoke to Luke Beveridge, the new coach, well, not the new coach, but the coach of the Western Bulldogs yep. last week on on the phone. We interviewed him. On right? radio. Yeah. Yeah. And you and I both detected that he was sort of slurring his words a little bit. Not slurring. Well, it's, it's just... Not as bad as that. No, but it sounded like he had a bit of a mouth impediment. Yeah. Would I, that be right in saying? Because I pointed to... He sounded different. I pointed to my mouth at one stage, and I thought he might have just been to the dentist, and he might have been going through what you're going through. He's just having a replacement teeth, mm. tooth, but it hasn't you know, been resolved yet, and yeah. this is sort of like the bit in between, which you've been through too. Yeah. But then I saw it was on the weekend on the television, a TV program, the Channel 9 boys had a bit of a laugh about it and made fun of him. Fair game, do you think, or not? Oh, dear. I... I it was that was sent to me mm. because you were. It was sent to me because you were caught up in something else. So I did. Oh, we'll that. get to that in a minute. I didn't. I don't know, because in the past I've been guilty of being involved in all those things. Right, making done, fun of people with. Yep. 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 Done it all. Yep. You've From done it all. Footy yep. show point of view, and better than most people do. <laughs> From a triple M point of view. Yeah. And I hope I've learned. I hope I've learned that no, you over, have. over the time, over the journey. So I'm not, I don't want to sit here and preach. No. I think I've been good for you in that regard, actually. I I that hadn't occurred to me. <laughs> but I don't want to be sitting in the hole in there preaching. But I, I didn't really enjoy it. You know, no. I looked at it and thought, oh, well, that's... Was it mean-spirited or do you think it was fun-loving uh, and he it, was brought along with it? It was, yeah, well, th this is the point. Because you call me Wisp. I don't think he was brought along with it. No. In I don't think he'd be impressed with it. Which, as I said in the past, I don't. I'm not putting myself different than anyone else. I've been guilty of that, but I, I hopefully, hopefully, I've learned. Right. And I don't think that's what I'd be doing with a senior coach. And would you do it with a senior female coach? Right. That's where. Did you, know, you think there was a meanness associated with it? 
Because it's different. This is my point is, you call me wisp. Yeah, I do. Because I'm a bit light on top and I've got wispy hair. Not a bit light. Well, I say a little bit no, light. But you that's say you and, but you a and lot I, light. You and I are great, well, I say great friends. You might argue differently. And if you turned to me on the day I started calling you wisp and said, listen, I don't, I'm a bit self-conscious of this. Don't right. call, I wouldn't call you that ever again. Right. I don't know whether... And you're heavily haired, um, which I noticed more than ever when we're up at Byron Bay holidaying <laughs> together. <laughs> and well, you wanted me to apply some sun cream on your back. Well, that's a thing. Yeah. So I've been on the other end of it for more than anyone right. on the footy show as well. So I, I just sort of roll And that's good nature. Doesn't worry me. Yeah. But I think in this day and age, you've got to be a bit careful of that sort of stuff because, you know. And particularly if you're Damien Barrett and you know that he and Bevo have been at loggerheads in the past well, and had Damo a little bit of back be, and forward. Yeah. Well, he would know very Did he well. participate in it or not? Yeah, yeah. So he he presented it. So oh, right. he would okay. know very well that it would annoy yeah. uh, Luke, I think. Because there's no love loss between the two of them for those that aren't aware. So it was more like, um, and I won't say attack because that's probably no, that's too right. strong a word. But it, I don't know what, Bevo might turn around and laugh. He might not. I, that's I thing. don't think he would have laughed yeah, at all. Well, I don't think so. So anyway. As I said, it's a different world that we live in these days. And, and you got caught up with it. Tony Jones had a good crack at you about the promo you oh, did. I bet that promo, yeah. And How would you describe your relationship? No, fine, fine. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with Tony um, at all, at all. This is what happened, though. Last year, you and I were having a bit of fun, and there was a bit of back and forth, and then that got written up as, you know, a, a, some sort of a stoush between the newsreaders, all that sort of stuff. I don't like that. I hate burning And I story. got caught up in it. You did, I didn't course. do anything. No, you didn't do anything, but you did get caught up. I don't like that. And so when this happened at the weekend, you know, people sent it to me and said, oh, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? And in the end, I decided I don't want to respond. Man. Well, not not necessarily that, Gary. No, I not, hate the, the I, I hate that tacky sort of... Because what it becomes is just clickbait for yeah, everybody out there, which I've already seen. You know, like uh, Fox and other news services, uh, you know, big right. stash going on. Yeah. and News anchors yeah, at war. Nothing like that at all. So you just don't want to add any uh, fuel to the flames. No. You moved on from that. I have. I've matured. I've matured yeah. a lot in the last six months. It's a bit it's, old school. Well, well, it's not old school. It's it's the, that's it's, a shtick. That's a shtick. If, if, you want, if you enjoy having your name in headlines and in stories, that's one thing. And there are a lot of people that do. Yeah. You and I, we don't fit into that category. Pretty competitive in news world, though. Oh, it's massively competitive. It is massively competitive. And, you know, there's a big, as you know, you worked at nine uh, for a lot of time. I'm at seven. You used, you, know, you used to have a crack at seven all the time. All I'm, the time. All the time. I yeah. mean, that was part of your shtick. Yeah. Moon-spirited stick that you used to go go with. And, well, I mean, hindsight. And that really hurt me. In hindsight, probably was. I often never used to go to bed at, crying. Never directed at you. Stuff. Never, no. Would th- would that have pulled you up though? Had yeah. I been involved? I would have gone. Hang on, a, hang on a minute. Not not the wisp. Lay off the wisp. <laughs> <laughs> I had his poster up on my wall when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but that that is true. But there's that competitiveness between you know the networks, which is really apparent, and it always will be. Like there's a real battle between How nine and seven, day like in day out. Do you sweat on numbers? Like do you sweat. Always, on always. On like the, the yeah, the ratings are a massive thing. You're, you in a, you're you're in a purple patch at the moment. Yeah, but nine dominated uh, the news for I think like ten or eleven years in a row. Longer. So uh, well, no, but there was a, <laughs> no over time. It's been longer, but there was a time there where Sandy and. Uh, Brownie and uh, Mitch were winning, and then it turned back the other way. And then the last 12, 18 months, it's turned back our way too. So, but it can be pretty fickle. But that is, I mean, that is super competitive, super competitive. Each and every day, it's competitive. Hey, we just um, we'll move on. 
weekend, first weekend of footy has been played. It, it's an exhausting, like, you're you're a little bit out of it because you're not doing the commentary on the weekends now. You're doing the... I'm doing a game this weekend, but oh, I know you. you're yeah. making rare appearances. Yeah. It, it, only, I'm only being trotted out on special occasions now. What game is it? When they can't get anyone else. <laughs> I'm doing the Gold Coast Essendon game at Marvel Stadium. I tell and you what. I've got a real problem this weekend. Yeah, I know, yeah. Because the person I rely on to sit there at home on their lounge chair and occasionally give me some feedback <laughs> and some ideas has got a previous engagement. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> I'm not going to be able to help you, mate, until Sunday. Um, You're my champion, man. Gee, it's a long week. It was a long weekend. It yeah. started Thursday night. Can I just give you some advice here, though? Mm-hmm. Don't complain about it. I'm not complaining. I'm no, just okay. going to point out how okay. long I've been. I know you're not going to complain, but I'm just going to say, because people aren't going to feel sorry for you. Well, well, just tell people what you got up to, though. got nothing. <laughs> so you started on Thursday no, night. No, but that's my point. Yeah. People don't mm. and wouldn't, and I don't mm. expect them to go, oh, big deal, you're watching footy. Mm. It's pretty exhausting. That's, it's work. It's exhaustive, Tim. It is. It's hard work. You're not just watching it. No, no, no. You're trying to pick it apart and, you know, anyway. And as easy as I you... I can't win this. No, 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 no you can't. It. But as easy as you make it look, the job you do when you host something, there's a lot of work involved in that as well. I mean, well, you've got a great style about you because you make it look so easy and conversational. Turn it up. It was like seven hours on Friday, Thursday, back up seven hours on Friday, back mm. up six hours. It, it's, it's a lot of footy. Yep. And then you've got to watch all the other games. Or, yep. or as well, you've got to try to. As best you possibly can. We had a bit of a situation on uh, Thursday. We, I heard about this. We, we, Where so, you set yourselves up yeah, at the MCG. So, and I, I think I think imitation's a great form of flattery. So we set up on the sort of 50-metre line at the punt road end and then – your your team. Yep. I thought, gee, that's a good spot. We want that. So it's your effectively it's your game Friday. So then you took over our spot last year and we had to go behind the goals. Right. We accepted that in good faith. Did you? But this year we said, no, we want our spot. So we were essentially side by side. Yes. There was us, then there was a bay, uh, like a, a stairwell, and then there was Channel Wisp. A great spot too. Yeah, it was good. But it turns out it was, well, we were I got a phone call the next day saying, oh, we're in the studio on Friday. I thought, well, I was going back to the MCG on Friday night. And it turns out that they were the disabled spots for the wheelchair people, wheelchair access, mm-hmm. and that's where they sat. But on this occasion, the MCC and the AFL said, no, we'll, we'll make room for the, you know, for the um, wheelchair access a little bit further right, up. Right, um, Not Fox can have that, Seven can have that, but the, um, the wheelchair access people said, no, that's our spot. So we got booted out. Right. That's why we weren't there on the Friday. Okay, we got booted out as well. Yeah, yeah well, seven so, got booted out. Well, you got booted out. Yeah, it wasn't our, it wasn't our decision. We asked for it, and right. the MCC and the AFL said, "Yeah, you can have it." But you were there on the Thursday night, but you couldn't go back on the Friday night. That's right. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. And what was the fallout from that? Well, I don't know if there was, there was any fallout. We just went to the studio and did it. But as I understand it, there was provisions made, but maybe not communicated well enough. Right. And um, so there's there was some social media uproar, and you know, rather than. Rather make too big a deal, we we went back into the studio. How much work do, just um, how much work goes into the couch? The show you do on Monday night is that a full day's preparation before the show? Monday morning meeting, um, mm. where you bounce all your ideas. Like, but in the lead up, you're sending yep. 
Because when you're watching games, you're time coding stuff. So yeah. you go, oh, what Watson pulled out of that, you know, <laughs> or, yeah. or well, Watson jumped the pack and kicked the great goal. That's better. So six twenty third yep. quarter, you're writing all that stuff, and then you communicate that. Then now, so our job's a bit easier because we can say, get this vision for me, get that, and then the poor old you know, producers. producers and the editors have got to go to work on it. Right. So it's a big job. Turn around a, a nine game review show on a Monday. By Monday night, it's a big job. How do you determine what's the number one story when you sit down on a Monday night and say, okay, this is the story we're going to go with tonight? That's a good question. I would say more often than not, it's the negative. And then we get accused of that. Yeah, I know. Everybody says the same thing, don't they? You've done this sort of show as well. Yeah. Oh, there's been all this great stuff happened over the weekend and you start on a negative. Yeah. Well, you can come out and say how great we're, you know, and you can. Mm. Sometimes the biggest story is, is happens to have a negative connotation. But you don't just do it for negative sake. Like mm. we celebrated, for instance, on the weekend, the four new coaches and their impact on those teams. So you go big on that. But I would imagine come around five or six, there, there may be some really bad story that comes out of the weekend and that would generally lead your show. You went hard on the West Coast Eagles last Monday night, right? So you called them the West Coast Eagles and other stuff. And you must have known before you said that, that that was going to resonate. And that would uh, be something that people over in the West will capture and uh, reprint and throw up to Simo and everyone else associated with the West Coast. How much time and effort do you put into thinking about that before you say it? No, I felt really strongly about that because I was so disappointed in them. But I'm, everyone's got different styles of those in those instances. I'm not a – and you know this. I don't say stuff to try and get a headline or try no. – Others will just shoot from the hip. Yeah. You know? You're not you're not hot take, Gary. Not a hot take. But if I get to a stage where I feel strongly about it, then I'll research and 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 do it. And I did. So I don't know whether it resonated over in West Australia. Well, you know, it did. It did. But they were poor, and um, I thought they had got off a bit lightly last year. So we we gave them a bit of a, a going over. But anyway, it was a good round one. It was a great round one of footy. It was a great round one. Can I just before we move on to other things, yeah. um, just yeah, the whole Stephen Silvani thing, I. I don't know. I don't know what Jack said in the rooms post game. It was his hundredth game, Jack. It was his hundredth game, right? Did he say, "I'm really sad that Dad can't be I here"? Don't know. I don't know the answer. Or did he say that Dad's out in the car? Or what did he say? Why did that blow up into such a story? Well, it became a story because they took a photo of the whole Silvani family, and Jack was there with Joe and the brothers, and maybe Jack's grandma, and Sauce wasn't there who would be the most recognisable out of all of them. So then the question gets asked, where's Stephen? And somehow it was relayed that he's downstairs sitting in his car. That's right. Jack had said that post-game as part of the presentation that uh, the old man had opted to remain in the car instead of entering the Blues rooms. And then his other boy, Ben, said that uh, his old man apparently tweeted this on social media. Dad was really tired and wanted to go home. But, you know, like... Anyone that wants to scratch the surface there knows that there's been a parting of the ways between Soss and the Carlton Football Club. Yeah. He now works for St Kilda. Yeah. And he may not have felt that it was appropriate to be in the change rooms. Yes. I don't have a problem with I didn't, it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Some people did. There were some hysterical responses yeah. to the fact that he wasn't there. Anyone that knows Soss and the Silvani family knows how close they are as a family. Mm. And I know Jack would know how much his old man loves him and has supported him over the years. Yeah. And Joe, of course... Yeah, so, so you and I that, both work with over the years. Yeah, from that point of view, it's uh, no problem within the family. But he he on our radio show last year said he was sacked, you know, and yeah. and was a 
and in his own mind or in his, his own understanding of it was that the CEO at the time had told the president at the time that he feared that Stephen, as the list manager, was going to sabotage the draft. Yeah. That's a pretty fair yeah. – right, yeah. rightly or wrongly, I don't know if you know, and Stephen believed it to be true. So if you believe that to be true, then you're probably not going to rush back. There's know, bad it? blood there. Clearly there's some bad blood there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. And, there has and it's been... a difficult, complex situation because you're talking about somebody that's a superstar champion of a club who not only that – but his son is now representing them and playing for yeah. them as well. And, I mean, history is littered with superstars who you would think would never fall out with their football clubs. Happens more than you think. And most famously, was probably Kevin Bartlett is the one that always springs to mind. The How many years was it before he went back there? He went into exile. Well, he got sacked. It was over 20 years, wasn't yeah, it? It was. Yeah. And despite all the efforts to try... So, you know, it, it happens. People, you know, get different things mm. in their mind. and But the point get... about that, and I think we talked about it with Herdy, it's like you may have a disagreement with somebody that holds a position at the football club during that period of time, but that person that you've got the disagreement with or the, had the falling out with, they're not the football club. They're just somebody that was at the football club in a period of the history of the football club. Your connection to the football club should always go much deeper than that. Well, that's what I think. Or is that too simple? No. I'll give you a good example. It's just occurred to me. Joseph Goodnick was the president of our football club, and I I thought I gave good service to our football club and for 16 years played and and, did as best I could. And he had been there five minutes. And I retired and had two days at the snow on a holiday, and someone rang me about, Cameron Schwab, I think he was the CEO, and right. I, I gave some comment about, oh, I hope he stays, or whatever it was. Mm. He came out and said, well, no, we're not taking it. He's a former player, and he's not here anymore, and he's a has-been, or words to that effect. Joseph said. Yeah. Right. I had, And so then, as you would expect, mm. I might get my back up on that a bit, but yeah, a little bit. within a week, I had to go and meet him and sit down, and for the better of the club, for the good of the club, I did You had to. Well, I, I wanted to because I didn't want to blow. I had every media bloke in Melbourne wanted me to yeah. pick a fight with Joseph yeah. Gutnick, which probably is what I wanted to do most. But we were in a really vulnerable state as a footy club at that stage. And the worst, the last thing I wanted to do was blow it up. So I went and met him and said, look, this is a situation. You know, you've you sacked the coach. You know, sacked Barmy halfway yeah. through a game. I, I didn't agree with that. But, you know, for the good of the club, we just got to bury it. So he did. Did you meet with him in his office just across the road from where we are now? Yeah. On the ninth floor? Yeah. Takes a, took a long time to get into that office, didn't it? It's very secure. Very secure. So, yeah. How'd the meeting go? Did he, he listen to you? Yeah. We, we, you put all your differences aside for yeah. the good of the footy club. And yeah. I don't I don't like him now. I don't get on with it. I didn't like what he did with the football club, whatever. It doesn't, mm. matter. It doesn't matter. But at the time, I wasn't going to blow it up. Yeah. It is, div- it is really difficult, though, because even, you know, in more recent times, the Essendon situation, you know, like all the people that, you know, we're talking about all the big players in this whole, you know, Herd and Sheedy, like they're all people who I like and have admired and still do. But at the same time, at some point you've got to say, okay, what's the best thing for the football? Of course. Not, not the individuals. Yeah. Put them to one side. And that's incredibly difficult because it might mean that you strain a relationship or you sever a relationship with somebody. But this is about the club when I'm deciding upon what it is that I think or what we should do, that always has to be the major consideration. What is best for the Essendon Football Club? Because we're just, we're transient. We're just passing through. Yes. 
We're just passing through this footy club as either players and then commentators and whatever it is, former greats like you. But in time, we just pass them through. The yep. footy club remains. That's how you got to deal with it. Forever. Forever. You're listening to The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson. For tyre power, store-wide super sale now on with 25% off on selected Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Got a um, work experience pulling the buttons. Uh, get into your local tyre power right now, Whispers. Uh, you can get a free five-minute tyre safety check and 25% off as well. So, uh, Ian, independently owned, down at Hawthorne. Number one man. He's on he, he, I sent you down there? Yes. How good? I could not have been looked after any better. Yep. And he said, I'll put you on the same deal that I've given Gary. Well, he wouldn't have. but. And I said, what's that? And he said, no sheets. He wouldn't No have sheets at all, he yeah. said. So, so uh, we thank Ty Power. He for said, the will, you drop a, will you drop a signed jumper in occasionally? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He said, well, that's what Gary does. He drops a signed Melbourne jumper in occasionally. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, we are going down rabbit holes. We don't know where they're going to take us, but um, not necessarily about sport. Mm. I saw Luke Darcy. Mm. Was, I like Luke. I do too. I do. I Fine, really, upstanding young man. I He's, do too. I really like him. I really Great Solid family. Stiff back about him. And his young son's going to be a superstar. He was spotted again having a beer with Peter Dutton, not for the first time, the federal opposition leader, just having a beer in Melbourne, just sitting there having a beer. Is that right? Are they mates? Apparently. Right. So, okay. so through politics, they're mates or? A mutual acquaintance is what I best understand it. Right. Um, he obviously was then being asked about his political aspirations, of Have... which he emphatically said he has none. Right. Have they tried to recruit him? Is well, that what you're saying? I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the answer to that. But he's a well-spoken man. He took on Dan Andrews during the pandemic. He had a crack at him, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. He was probably the one. He one that really laid a um, a glove on him. One on his chin. Mm. Did you ever get? Uh, this is this is my question. This is the rabbit hole. Mm. The political one that I'm just going to burrow into. Mm. Did you ever get approached to enter politics? Well, I haven't even thought about this, but. Indirectly, yes. Indirectly, Hello. yes. Many years ago, Hello. and this um, uh, politician had a connection to the Wimra, so he used to coach oh, up there. Yeah, be a no-brainer. At Minya, and um, he not specifically politics though, but he invited me Premier. to be. <laughs> The chairman. Oh, hello. The chairman. I was uh, I was the chairman of the Community Safety and Crime Prevention Board there for a period of time. Is that right? That's exactly right, what yes. What did that involve? Getting the back of the ute with the well, spotlight and driving over your shotgun? It, it, invi- it involved um, me doing a tour of all the different uh, agencies that were out there. John, Dutton, went, John Dutton style. Do you know what? This is what we, we went out to Pentridge one day. So I went with him to three hours. We did a tour of Pentridge. So I just had to just make a, have a very good look at whether or not uh, we're keeping p- people secure enough in there and uh, looking after them. And I did a walk. I went into Jika Jika. You heard of Jika Jika? Yeah. So that is that was a frightening place because it was all sort of um, you walk from one area of it to another, but then the door would close behind you, like prisoner style. Yeah, like you know, like all that, right? So they're secure, but once you're in there, no, you're secure now. with them mm. as well. So I'm walking around there, and uh, at one stage um, I was in uh, Julian um, Hoddle Street. Julian Knight. Julian Knight. Right. schoolmate of mine. So I'm standing in this cell, 
right? And I'm just having a look around and I'm just looking at all the things that are up on the shelves and things like that. And I'm thinking to myself, well, this person's here for a while because they seem to have really moved in in a big way, you know? Um, and then I, I moved to get out of the cell and they're standing right there in front of me was Julian Knight. How far away from you? Oh, nose to nose, cheek to cheek, right? What? Got the scare of my life. You were, you were there. Only the bad, the baddest of the criminals were in Jika Jika. Yeah. So then we went into this other area where a couple of blokes were playing uh, snooker, right? Chop Chop? No, Chop Chop wasn't in there. Oh. But another guy, I can't remember his first name. I think his surname might have been Smith. Anyway, he was a bad fellow who'd been in there for some, you know, pretty dirty sort of deeds that he'd engaged in during his lifetime. And he said, you know what he said to me? G'day, Wisp. No, he didn't say g'day, Wisp. He said, how do you reckon the pies are going to go this year? <laughs> oh, God, help me. <laughs> that would be scary. That was that was my only, only introduction to politics, so on you, the edge of politics. And what was your title again? I was the chairman of the Community Safety and Crime Prevention Board. Anyway. So you're, it, like it, a com- you're like I, the commissioner. I saw, uh, yes, I, <laughs> I saw enough. Like, you know, the first thing they wanted to do, this is why everybody should be cynical about politics and all the things, right? So, yeah, the government was setting up this Community Safety and Crime Prevention Board. You know what the number one most important thing that we ever discussed at those meetings was really about? What? About the brochure. The brochure? The brochure. Or who got the front spot? No, no, who didn't get the front spot? But, you know, like, if you're going to have something and you're going to make an announcement, then you need to have a big glossy brochure to tell everybody what it is that you're doing to make it look like you're doing something. And God only knows how much money they spent on that and where they all those brochures are today. Have you ever entered uh, the world of politics? I just, yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. That's what I, how I envisioned you, like John Dutton. He, he, he was the... He was the commissioner. Yeah. Were you carrying? Um, Did you have a piece? No. No. You weren't that that far down the track? I didn't get that far down the track. I had a couple of minders when I went around uh, doing the tour, but apart from that, You had some, oh, you had I had mine. Well, of course you had to have minders. Have you ever been in the Raman Centre? No. Oh, good Lord. No, and I'm not being- That that would put the fear of God in you if you went in there. My only- my only story I can tell you about that was when I, when Chop Chop came onto the footy show. Have I told you that? No, never. I did tell you this, didn't I? No. Well, he, he came on the What footy. was he doing on the show? I don't know. I guessed it. As times have changed. Right. So he he was out. Right? I was on the panel. Right. Not hosting. Right. And he came on. So, um, Sam, Which side of him did you sit? Which side were you? Because he's... Uh, both. It, it was but, bad at hearing on one side. No, yeah. both sides. Right. Okay. Anyway... He he's on the show and I'm well fascinated but half scared as well. So I just sat over on the panel. Did, yeah. I don't think we asked a question. Eddie and Sam just did the interview. And at the end of the interview, he goes, "I don't know if he said it on air or off." He goes, "Gary." <laughs> this is the man of a thousand voices. No, I'm not doing chop chop. Have you got a chop chop voice? You sound familiar. He goes, "You wrote a kids book, didn't you?" And I go, "Yep, yep, yes, I did chop." He goes, "Yeah." Um, I've just written one as well. We should do one together. <laughs> and I'm going, hi. Oh, yeah. So he goes, yes. His, 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 um, this is a true story. His character was called Hooky the Mass Murderer or something, right? <laughs> Mine was Specky McGee, 
He goes, Speggy and Hooky. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, no worries. Anyway. Did you follow it up? Well, of course I didn't. But the next, I turned it, go up mm. to uh, do the show the next week. Mm. There's a bottle of scotch, right? A big bottle in a big tin. Yeah. It says, um, to Gary, looking forward to working together. Chopper Reed. And I opened the bottle and there's his card. It says, Chopper Reed on one side. On the other side, it says, get out of jail free card. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got it. I've still got it somewhere around. Oh, you and Chop Chop could have been great mates. Oh, goodness me. Hey? You Hook, would have been great that's mates. That's what the hair is. Hooky the Cripple. Hooky the, the Cripple the grim, and Specky McGee. The grim tale of a hunchback who triumphs. <laughs> that's got... That's his book. That's got a bestseller written all over it. Why don't you... Hook up with his. Well, um, we can't now. Uh, well, no, but of course. other people would represent Chop Chop and what he did while he was on Earth. Crikey, Moses. It just occurred to me when you started talking about. You love a good idea. I'm surprised you didn't take up on no, that. No, that wasn't. Because his books that he did with uh, um, John Sylvester, they, oh, went yeah. ga- they went gangbusters. Yeah. They were huge sellers. And they were the basis of the, uh, the, the series. popular movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and other series as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. No, I'm glad I didn't go down that path. Do you, um, these are just rabbit holes. That was the uh, Luke Darcy and Peter Dutton. It's a strange pairing, that one. Hey, just, to, just to put a full stop on that. Yeah. Has Darcy, has he ruled out the idea of going into politics? I only read where he emphatically said he's got no idea. Right. Uh, yeah, sorry, no interest. No, no interest, idea. no idea. He, said he's, <laughs> he may have no idea, but he said he's got no interest in doing it. Mel Meninga, that's always worth remembering. I'm Bill. In case you're starting to think about going into politics, and Bill too. And Bill. Rabbit hole. You're, a, you're not a bike rider. No, I'm not a bike rider, no. Let's go down the bike riding rabbit hole. I've been a bike rider. Not a hardcore one like, you know, um, Wayne Schwartz and those blokes that get on their giants and go riding for days and days. I just, right. Had a, I had a paper. Sorry, I had a paper round once. Yeah, no, that was way back. Yeah. yeah. Well, this wouldn't be relevant to you because back then they didn't have electric bikes. No, they didn't. Is there a smugger person in this world than the electric bike rider? That's a very, very good point. Oh, they. Yep. They have a smug mm. look on their face, Wisp. Mm. They pedal, mm. but they're not really pedaling because no. the motor's whirring mm. and they're getting up a hill. And you might be trying to run up a hill and you, yeah, you know, puffing and panting, or if you're riding a bike mm. up a hill and mm. they just go. Like, and the look on their face is as if to say, <laughs> good luck, mate. <laughs> and then I feel like saying, you got a motor, you tool. <laughs> I said, oh, You're not exerting no. any effort whatsoever. Have a look at you. That's a rabbit hole I wanted to go down. Oh, they, they, and they jump out of nowhere too. All yeah. those delivery people that are riding those electric uh, e-bikes now around town, mm. you don't even see them until they're on top of you. Do you um, – have you ever been in a play? Like, yeah, you know the Smartless um, podcast. Yep. That Jason I, Bateman. I put you on to and listen to. Yep. You love that. Which I enjoy listening to, yeah. Which of those three do you relate to most? I relate Jason most. Jason Bateman or Will Arnett or Sean Hayes? Uh, Jason. You think you're more like him? Not more like him, but I like him the most of the three when I listen to them, yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like him. You like Jace? Yep. So he's, a, he's the biggest actor of them, yep. probably. Will Arnett's more of you. He's a, he was an actor as well, but he's a big voiceover man. Yeah, well, he's, he's, got, the, he's got the beautiful He's got the smoky voice, voice, hasn't he? And Sean Hayes is a very talented theatre operator, yeah. as well as being on Will and Grace. Yeah. I don't warm to him very much, though, in Why terms not? of listening to the podcast. Oh, it's, a, it's a great dynamic because you've got mm. 
the two blokes who are a bit more um, interesting. No, Sean Hayes is <laughs> he's a fascinating no, character. He's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He asks the most stupid, inane, dumb, well, basic that's, questions. That's the beauty of it. He comes and he at, talks too much. He comes at it from a whole different perspective. Yeah. Which anyway, I love. I identify with them because <laughs> of my acting background, and probably you do too. That's probably the thing that uh, well, got you involved with him well, in the first what, place. What acting? I know. I know. You've School done flying. Do- what? School. School acting. Yeah. You're an actor at school? In high school, yeah. At Dimbula High. I applied for and got the lead role in the school play. And what was The that? Wild Goose Chase. I played Chester Dreadnought. Had 553 lines. Had to hop in a... Um, Did you have your teeth in? I had to... At, well, they came out <laughs> occasionally, but I had uh, had to hop into a suit of armour. What was the play? I've never heard of it. It was called The Wild Goose Chase, and it was staged in the Dimbool Memorial High School Hall. We had a two-night two t- run. A two-night run. <laughs> this is what happened on the first night. So I got this. There's, there's only there's only about three blokes or young boys in the in the school play. One of them was David Lord. Right, he was the policeman's son, and uh, he had a very small role, very small part. Only really on stage for a very you, know, minor, you dominated him. A, a minor role. A minor role. And his mum turned up on the opening night to watch the play, right? I had two lines that were very similar in the play. The problem was they're about four or five pages apart. I was a little bit nervous on night one. And I said the second line first, mm. right? So I effectively cut the four pages out of the, <laughs> the, the play. And he was in the four pages? He was in the four pages, oh, right? right? So he's obviously told his mum that he's in the play. She's oh. sitting there all night oh, on the front poor, row. Oh, poor David. <laughs> waiting for him <laughs> to appear. <laughs> he didn't get onto stage until the encore at the end of the whole play and took a bow. God, that's disgraceful. How long did the play go for? Uh, two nights. No, how long? Oh, it's a long one. Yeah, we had a. Uh, Don't write this down. Like a, it? an hour and a half. It was probably an hour and twenty or something like that. What's it called? It was called uh, the, Wild the Wild Goose Chase. The Wild Goose Chase. And the lead was Chester Dreadnought. Is it a famous play? I don't think it is. I've no, never heard of I it. I don't think it is. Mr. James, Michael James, he was the um, the producer, the school producer, the yeah. art teacher there. I think he made it up. Fine man, he was too. Um, were you ever in a school play? My word, I was. What, primary school or secondary? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What did you no, play? No, no. No, not Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. What, what was the Great it? Race, was it? What was Bert the chimney sweep in? I've got no idea. That was me. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Mary. I, was the, I was Bert. Had to S- sing a song. Small role. Grade prep. No S- small role. Small role. Lead actor. Small role. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim Good luck. Something like that. And I had to kiss this girl right. as well. In and grade prep. That's a big deal. And then you moved on, of course. Yep. House of Bulger. House of Bulger. <laughs> Footy show House of Bulger. And Bullet and Gun, the little known sequel. What um, was Bull- was that after House of Bulger? Yes, right. That was a cowboy. That was a uh, detective special. You had a couple. You had a couple of big name walk on roles. Rock. Yeah. Did the he, Rock. What did he play? Did he play the Rock? Did he? I don't know, but I've I actually got it sent to me, and he and I had a very tense scene together. Did you really try and get it for us next? Year. I don't know if we got it here or not, but did you look eye to eye? Oh yeah, no. It's is a, he a big like he's a big tall guy, isn't he? Big strong. Oh, is he tall or not? He's only the most recognisable actor in the world. Yeah, I know, but and it takes you got to be able to know you got to know your stuff to be able to, to share a scene with him. Did he intimidate you? No, he did not. Did you intimidate him? I actually in the role I had to go up and sort of pick a fight with him. Right. Yeah. And went well. Yeah. Yeah. 
according to? Well, I, I is helped. That, was that your review of the of the show, or I held was that my his? Own team. And he ends up knocking me out, and right. I end up. So you take it. You take a fake punch. Yeah, and it all came together. Can you believe the Rock was on Bulletin? Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, the House of Bulger. That was great. Was, was he a good bloke backstage? Was he okay? Yeah, no, friendly or not? I didn't talk to him. That show just came out as a joke, right? right? And it was, it was really good. The House of Bulger because it was just a piss take. Until the producer, until it was getting, you know, such, mm. this is when the footy show was at its peak, right? So everyone started talking about how, oh, yeah, how good this little four or five minute bit each week. And so the producer, not the producer of the footy show, the producer of House of Bulger, he started to take it seriously. Ruined the whole thing for us. <laughs> what oh, do you want? He wanted take, you to turn up during no, the week. Another take. There's a shadow in the background. Oh, my God. God, if you joke. <laughs> so that was the end of the House how of How long did it last? It was a year. I think it was a year run. It was a year run. I'm is not, that when is that when Wayne uh, Crawford really started to come into his own? Yeah, he was he loved it. Yeah. He was passionate about it. He was he was creative and wanted to do all these different things. He didn't get great reviews on the thing he recently did, did he? Yes, he did. Oh he, no, not the reviews I read. Well, you read a little bit like our mate that reviewed my Saddam Hussein story. Right. He was too quick to jump on. He wanted to, they wanted to slaughter him in his first appearance. Was he good? He got much better. Oh, did he? Did you go and see it? No, I didn't. Right, so how do you know he got better? I got told he got much, much better as it went on. <laughs> so you've spoken to him. And it could be going, could be, well, you did, um, you told me the other day you did Gilligan's Island. Oh, that was a stage production. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That ran for a long time. Who was in that? That ran for a long time. Lisa McCune, uh, Julia Morris, Ange Christou. Anthony Kudafides, Eric Banner was there for a little Eric while. Eric Banner was Eric there. Eric Banner was part of it there what for was a little while. Who were you? Captain. Captain Steubing? Yes. Not Steubing. Was he Whatever his name was. Captain. Captain of Gilligan's Island? Yes. Yes. Who was Gilligan? Um, Ange Christou. That was, at, uh, that was at the comedy theatre. Not much comedy about it. That's no, it was funny. Different. It was funny. It was really funny. <laughs> who, was, um, who was... John uh, Barnes was in there too. Anne-Marie. Um, Mark Harvey was there. Lisa McCune played Emery. It's a pretty good cast. Oh, massive cast. <laughs> hey, you don't get one of those things on uh, one wage, Gary. Quick fire rabbit holes for TJM. Handle anything with XGS premium suspension by TJM. Visit your local TJM store for a free quote today. Well, like some quick fire rabbit holes to finish off here. You've got a whole host of roles. It's a, it's a rabbit warren. You can go down anyone you want. Anyone you want. Okay, where do you want to go first? Here you go. Okay, well, I... Do you know, with all these scams that are being uh, going on and, uh, you know, people uh, with uh, their kids sending a text message saying, Mum, I've lost my phone, I'm on some a borrowed phone, I just need some funds, some emergency funds, that type of thing. Have you thought of the idea of having sort of like an emergency activation word in your family so that you know that if a text message came from a source and a number that you didn't recognise and it included this word, then it would be one of your kids or somebody that was close to you? I don't really understand what you're saying. Is there a scam going around where someone rings you, texts you and says, oh, Dad, I've lost my phone, can you send me some money? Yes, yes. And a lady the other day, it was on the news, it was like $11,500 because her daughter did get herself into different situations and it was $11,500 mistake that she made. 
I'll be happy to it's probably cheaper than it is giving the money to my son. <laughs> no, you're have you thought about that or not? That's a good idea. It's a good you, idea though, isn't it? What do you do it? So how are you doing it? Well, um, I sent that out to my family yesterday with this particular word, which obviously I'm not going to say. Right. And uh, got a response, immediate response. Right. So, Dad, give yeah. us hundred bucks. Yeah, and they included and the, the word, and then the word at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, Is that right? Yeah. Same law too. I tell you what, if I find that word, you're going to be in a bit of strife. I was thinking about this the other day. You know when I went on that holiday to the beach? Which uh, one? You know, You've been on a lot of holidays to the beaches. Just before the Oh, that beautiful the beach. with the talc the beach. Yeah, the, yeah. the talc the talc powder yeah, type Jarvis Bay. sun. Jarvis uh, sand. Well, the beach was full, you know, people mm. all there. And mm. there's a bloke standing in the middle of it mm. fishing. Right. What's that? What's that about? So he had his... He had a, he had a rod out in the middle of all the people. Oh no! Yeah, he, he was spearfishing. Yes, he had a rod on the beach, fishing in the middle of all the people, swimming. And what did you do? I did you anything. say anything to him? It wasn't my place to do anything. I went walked away way up the beach anyway. Right, I wouldn't have thought you're going to catch fish if you're in the middle of where people are swimming. Well, that's my point. Well, I think he might have been just sort of like a fishing exhibitionist or something. And my other, he wasn't uh, he wasn't fishing for Rick Stein's. Um, uh, restaurant up there, was he? Wasn't no, his fisherman? I don't think so. But the other point I wanted to know is how do you politely say to someone when you're sitting on the beach and there's plenty of room and they come and sit down next to you? What's the, how do you politely say, you know, if you wouldn't mind moving up another 50 oh. metres, would you? Well, the same thing happened to me when I was up at Byron Bay, staying at the Bower. <laughs> no. I had all that space and you came and sat right next to me. <laughs> I was just looking for a little bit of wispy time, and there you go. There's gone. There's Gary sitting on the end of a have you another lounge rabbit, again. Have you another rabbit hole you want to <laughs> wander down before we wind this um, award-winning podcast up? Um, why are Finnish people the happiest people in the world? People from Finland. Thin. No, not Finn. Finnish, as in people I've never who been, live in Finland. I've never been there, but uh, I don't. I don't know. So I can't answer why. Well, maybe. Do, do you reckon they have low expectations? Maybe that's why they're happy. What do you mean they have low expectations? Well, I can't imagine living in Finland is one of the greatest places on earth to live, given you know the weather conditions and that type of thing. I would have thought that uh, any place in Australia has got to have Finland covered. Hmm. I, think I mean, we have a lot of sunshine. you got to go there. We have better weather. Past judgment on that, I would have thought. They've got a lot of rain over there. Some I've called summer over, by the way. Yeah, what do you got something just as we go? It's a little special, um, something to cook this week, this year? No, sorry, this week? Um, Weather's a little bit cooler. Well, you know I like a risotto. Well, you always, you're not very imaginative. That's what, every time I ask you, and you a go pasta, a risotto. And a pizza. I love all that sort of stuff. All that sort of Italian-style fare. I like a good minestrone this time of the year. Cooker's minestrone recipe. I'll actually give that to you. No, no, Yes, you do. Yes, you do. No, no, no. He's got a special northern Italian minestrone recipe. Can we... uh, And it's got something in it that you love to add to dishes too. Beans. No, no, no. Well, yeah, it's got beans, but Worcestershire sauce. Oh, you always splash a Worcestershire sauce (laughs) in anything you cook. Is there a mechanism for people can send in their best soup recipes? What is it? Um... Rabbit Hole SEN, at Rabbit Hole SEN, mm. send in your best soup. And then if we get one that I think is worthy, mm. 
I might share my three shank because it's getting the prime soup weather. No, I like that idea. And uh, a mate of mine drove past your property the other day. Yeah. He said that they were offloading what looked to be like your Kubota mower or something. Was that well, right? Have you had some problems down there? The quick fire rabbit hole was all for TJM Handle Anything with KGS Premium Suspension by TJM. I think you're talking farming. It's time to talk farming for Kubota. For over 40 years, Kubota's been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Had a lot of feedback from a lot of farmers last week on our, our chainsawing tips. Yes. Saved a lot of farmers a lot of trouble. It did. It did. Uh, put, enlightened a lot of people. Backwards. A lot of people. Uh, if you put the chain on backwards, don't expect to chop through the wood. No. You know what that, you know what that does? What? That polishes the wood. It does. Um... Look after your equipment. Yes. That's my tip for this week. That's a good tip too because I did, uh, a mate of mine said that they drove past your place and uh, some of your equipment was being delivered to you. Have you had some breakdowns, have you? I've got the Kubota equipment which doesn't break down. What happened then? My fault. So You I'll, crashed it, didn't no, you? No, no. You I, ran over a stump. I put, I filled it up with diesel. The, mm -hmm. This is my mower. Mm -hmm. Zero turn, 54-inch deck, magnificent. Mm-hmm. Put the diesel in, mm. put the, uh, the um, cap, no, the jerry can back, right, and then mowed, right, for about three hours. And performed tickety boo. Went, parked it back in the shed, and had realized I'd mowed for three hours without the petrol cap back on. Oh, no. Mm. And went back out last, yesterday, two days ago, started mowing beautifully. Then blockage, blockage. Right, you'd be able to fix that yourself, though. Farming tip. Yes. Put your petrol caps back on. That's a great tip. It's a good tip, isn't great it? Great tip. That's a great tip. Great tip. Did you fix that yourself, or did you have to get people in to fix it for you? No, I did. Well, clean. The, we've changed the filter. Yep. Clean out the the fuel line. Yep. But now I think it's it's in the tank itself. Mm. It's in the petrol tank itself. So we're going to have to take it off this. But hey, I will make the mistakes for everyone else out there. Yep. And alert them to them, and now they won't make them. So two day, two shows in a row. Good advice. Put your chainsaw chain back on the on right the way. On the correct way. How do you check that it's on the right way? You, you try and chop something. You try and chainsaw something. No, but before you do that, just to make sure that well, you haven't put it on back the front. Well, how do I know on that? I wouldn't have put it on the wrong so way. You, but the point is you still don't know. Well, you do. You go out and chainsaw something, and if it cuts really well, you realize you've got it on the right way. Or you do what I did yeah, but last week. And but, chop something, and it doesn't it doesn't hardly make an indent on the wood? I'm Brooksy, thinking, Brooksy, so, I, get, I get that bit. I, think I get that bit. Going on How there. can you short circuit that so that by there's a lot of work in actually unbolting it and all that sort of stuff and moving it around? Before you do that, how can you check that your chain is on the right way? Well, I haven't worked that out yet. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> so what you're saying yet. is you haven't advanced at all yet. Not yet. Not no. in this area. No. Well, with, oh, well, my suggestion is when you take it off, just don't flip it over. Right. Just leave it on, on that, like, facing up. Right. That is your in-depth farming <laughs> segment for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. This has been The Rabbit Hole with Gary Lyon and Tim Watson for Tyre Power, Australia's biggest independent tyre retailer. Keeping you safe on the roads, tyrepower.com.au. Tune in to 1116SEN each Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday from 6 to 9am to hear SEN Breakfast with Gary and Tim.